I am so excited to finally be doing this audio because it's so near and dear to my heart to um, bring more light onto the topic of emotional eating and our relationship with food. And uh, the reason I'm so passionate about it is because for years, it was like um, emotional eating, food cravings, unhealthy relationship with food was like my nemesis. And many people might not believe that about me, but it was almost like that, uh, as people say, skeleton in the closet, that that inner... Um, in a rift inside that I just could not heal and could not figure out how to get out of this dark tunnel of um, just an internal battle with my relationship with food. So uh, this is just a really personal audio, but I'm so excited to finally be able to um, talk about it with ease and um, to just be able to share with you a little bit more about my journey and um, hopefully it'll be in some way helpful to you if it's something that you're dealing with. And um, it's just, it's a, it's a very deeply personal topic. And my intention in being so open about this is really to just serve you and to help you know that you're not alone. Um, because for me, for so long, I felt like there was no one I could possibly talk to about this. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I had so much shame and guilt about dealing with this whole topic. So um, so I'm just really ready to, to dive in and, and share uh, this with you. So we're going to talk about um, relationship with food, emotional eating, what's going on with it, why it's there, and and hopefully shed some light on it. Um, for me, a little bit about my my background with this, um, I don't really even remember a time when my relationship with food was really healthy. Um, but as as commonly happens, around the time that I was a teen, I just really became obsessed with my body image. I became obsessed with food because my mind associated that um, figuring out the right diet was going to... Um, it helped me lose whatever weight that I had, even though, you know, when I uh, look back at pictures, you know, I wasn't overweight. I just really thought that I was. And so things became very obsessive for me at an early age. And, um, you know, teens and, and all that, um, I was, I remember being so focused on my body image. I remember worrying so much about what other people thought of me. And it really stole a lot of life from just being able to enjoy myself, um, enjoy my my gifts, and um, it's like it sort of unplugged me from being able to live life. Um, on a practical level, I really did a lot of um, dieting. I swung from you know doing really harsh dieting like juice fasting. I remember doing a juice fast for eighteen days, and um, really just obsessing compulsively over all of the nitty gritty of this juice fast. And, um, but that was only one of many. And I would, um, I would do that. And then I would swing over to the other side and binge eat and then get into a, a whole self, um, condemnation cycle. And, you know, with the binge eating, it really didn't even matter whether it was healthy food or unhealthy food. Cause you know, at the time I was really conscious of my health, it didn't matter. There was something so, um, intense going on in the inside that I did not know how to navigate. And it was totally uncontrollable. 
And um, I just remember begging God to please take this horrible issue away from me. Um, And I couldn't understand why he wouldn't just, you know, um, heal me. Just, you know, I was like with with a snap of his finger, he could just heal me from this horrible emotional eating issue. And um, I couldn't figure out why he wouldn't do it. And now I, I can look back and see um, all these beautiful reasons because it really forced me into looking more deeply into what's going on under emotional eating, what's going on underneath my unhealthy relationship with food. Um, but for a long, long, long time, um, and only until you know more recently in the last year or two, could I really move forward in my life? I was so paralyzed by this issue. Um, and it really locked me down on the inside. And what really started to bother me was that I was very disengaged with life. Like for example, I would, I would go to parties and, um, all I could think about was either like not being able to really engage with people to the level that I wanted to, because in the back of my mind, there's this feeling of, oh, there's food here. And what if I eat too much? Or what if I, um, what if someone sees me eating and they're judging me, um, what I'm eating, what I'm not eating. Um, there, there was just like kind of a, a paralyzing fear whenever I was in, you know, just whether parties or social situations where there's food around, it was like this constant, like nagging thing. Um, the same thing would happen um, just in my daily life. Like I would wake up in the morning thinking about how to like control my food portions where I wouldn't eat too much or um, and, and trying to just get it so controlled. And it just really was such a, a vampire of my life and energy and my ability to to just love who I am. And so anyway, I could, I could talk a long time about the struggle that I had. Um, but I really want to talk about the, the four keys that I learned throughout this journey. And this is just four. there are many of them because this can be a very complex, um, situation. Um, but it can also be very, very simple. And so again, I want to just shed light on it to see if I can, um, help you understand what might be going on inside of you. I also want to give you three practical things that really helped me begin to heal and thrive and really love my life without even trying. So that's what what I want to um, really unpack today. So um, the other thing I want you to know in full disclosure is that there are times when this quote unquote issue pops back up again. But what's beautiful about it now is that I just don't even panic about it anymore. I don't really give it any emotional airtime because now I know what's going on and I know how to work with it with compassion, with understanding. And um, it's just so exciting to me that I don't have to dive back into the guilt, the shame, the deprivation, the trying to fix myself. Um, all those things. It's it's so liberating to understand what's going on. So let's just dive in. Um, the uh, the first of the four keys, and I'm going to explain this in detail. But I guess the way I want to share it with you is key number one is that there is when it really gets comes down to it, there's really nothing wrong with you. And I'm going to explain what that means. Um, we have this. Um, let me see how to put this, this deep sense of 
there's something wrong with me if I deal with emotional eating, food cravings. I'm thinking about food all the time. Um, there's a deep, like, inner shame and a deep inner, like, something's messed up about me that can really get its tentacles around you. And the first thing I want to say is, I want you to understand what's going on so that you really understand at a deep level. There's nothing wrong with you. You have essentially, your mind has essentially been programmed to, um, to react to certain situations in a certain way. So two things are going on, um, when there's emotional eating and kind of an obsession with food. Um, and, and some people take the obsession with food and it turns into like a restrictive approach and some people more of a binge eating approach. It really doesn't matter which one it is. Many times it all boils down to the same root. So, um, the, the two things that, that are going on here. One is our response to stress and emotions. So what I mean by that is um, the subconscious mind, which is you know 80 to 95% of your mind, is the part of your mind that controls your emotions and your response to stress. This part of your mind has been wired. It's really literally programmed like a computer from the time that you are conceived really when you're still in your mother's womb, all the way up, up until your adult years. But it's the most powerfully um, being programmed from the time that you're conceived to the time that you're about five or six because your subconscious mind is like a sponge and all it's doing is absorbing the environment around you, other people's um, ways of responding to stress, other people's relationship with food, especially as we're talking about this topic, I'm going to zero in on that, how you know your mother felt about her body image, how your friends around you felt about hers, how, what people say when they talk about weight, when they talk about body image, when they talk about food or calories, all these things become wired in us and kind of like programmed in us. Um, at a very, very early age. And we are not aware of it because it's subconscious. It's underneath the surface. It's not conscious because our conscious rational, our rational mind, um, which is the, the five to 15% of your mind, your conscious thinking mind, um, can kind of maybe rationalize your way out of it. But really when it comes down to it, um, with emotional eating, food cravings, binge eating, all those things, it's not rational, as you probably know. Like you might have finished a day of work and then, you know, gotten, gotten inside the house and the first thing you want to do is just like raid the fridge and you can't figure out like, okay, I'm not even hungry. Why? Like, why do I need this? So the, the rational conscious mind is like, what is going on? But the subconscious mind is running the show. And it has been wired to have a certain type of response to stressful situations that we don't know how to handle. And so the first thing that is, is really important to know is that our stress response has been wired from very, very early on. Um, how, to, how to respond to food, how to respond to our bodies, how to respond to stress. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's all like going down, going on underneath the surface. And all we notice is, oh my gosh, I want to eat the fridge. And then, then we feel condemnation. And then the cycle, you know, goes on and on. So that's number one. Number two is the, the, um, oh, that's number one of this first <laughs> key that there's nothing wrong with you. This is, you just need to understand your subconscious mind's response to stress. And, um, the other thing here is, is understanding what I call the power of association, and I'm going to explain that. What I mean by association 
is um, the way that our brains will associate certain foods to certain people or certain emotions to certain foods. So, for example, you know, you might have experienced when you were um, younger that when you're sad or you're hurting that your mother gives you food. So what happens is um, that, you know, many, you know, moms tend to do this. This is like a, a thing that is is normal, natural, you know, um common in our culture, I guess I could say, is uh, to try to calm a child down through giving it food. Well, what happens is that the, the little subconscious mind goes, oh, when I feel hurt and sad, I need to eat. And that may not necessarily be what you really needed. Maybe you really just needed comfort or empathy or compassion or understanding, but maybe your parent or authority figure or whoever it was didn't really know how to give you that. Um, maybe they didn't know how to get that for themselves. And so if they didn't know how to get it for themselves, they don't know how to give it to you. Uh, it's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's just what happened. So you get food and when you, what you really needed was, um, connection, compassion, um, maybe just a hug, um, something like that, but you got food. And so your subconscious mind, connects the dots. This is the power of association. It connects, it associates sad, hurt, angry, whatever it is, whatever emotion is going on, food is going to fix it. And so, um, that kind of, once it gets wired in, which is what happened for me, um, And, you know, I do want to say on this, like, you know, my mother was so great about, you know, connecting and being there for me, but somewhere along the way, my, my little subconscious mind still picked up on this idea that if I had like enough food will actually sort of calm me down, calm down my stress response when I don't know how to handle emotions. If I will just eat, that will do it. And uh, I didn't really understand what was going on for a long, long, long time, but I finally figured out, oh, that's what's going on. And so what we have to do is rewire the subconscious mind, which we'll talk about later. The good news is that it can be rewired. <laughs> Isn't that so great? Okay. So, um, the, the other thing about the power of association, what we associate going on is that oftentimes food also connects us to people on, in a positive sense. So, um, for example, you know, I love dark chocolate. It's one of my things that is difficult for, for me to, to give up. Um, and I realized as I was sorting through this intense, like, I don't want to give up dark chocolate kind of mindset, as I was like digging down underneath it, I realized it was very much connected to my relationship with my dad. And, um, it's a good relationship when both of us have, have really worked a lot on our health and we both have kind of some similarities in our healing journey and kind of some of the only, um, maybe desserts or sweet things that we could enjoy together, um, has been dark chocolate. And so the idea of giving up dark chocolate meant, um, giving up in my subconscious mind, maybe not in actuality, but in my subconscious mind meant giving up that sweet connection and that thing that my dad and I could have, um, 
that, that connection over food. So food also has this tendency to really connect us. And by the way, I want to uh, share um, something that came up with a client the other day. I was working with a client and we were working on her uh, relationship with food and she was talking about how pasta is one of the things that she was struggling to give up and she just couldn't you know, give it up. And so we started like kind of exploring and unpacking that a little bit. And um, she realized for her, it was this huge aha moment, just like incredible breakthrough that she had that um, she's always wanted a really good relationship with her dad, but it's been very mixed. It's been um, pretty, pretty complex. There's some things going on with him that are pretty complex. And, um, and she, she had a, a great relationship with, with him when he was, when she was younger and he was an amazing cook and he loved to cook pasta and he, um, he loved, that was one of his big things and everyone complimented him for that. And everyone always told her, aren't you so blessed to have a dad who's such an amazing cook? And, and, um, there was a sense of connection with him and, and pride over being his daughter because of, um, how he contributed to other people's lives through his cooking. And so by giving up pasta, the association for her was, even though as crazy as it might sound, you know, like, oh, what's the deal with pasta, you know? But this is the power of the subconscious mind. The, sub, the, the, the association for her was, if I give up this pasta, I'm giving up this, this connection with my dad, this joy of being his daughter, um, this, um, also this thing that we can kind of talk about now because our relationship is so complex now. Um, it's a thing that we can actually you know connect over. And I find that a lot of people you know, deal with this because maybe there's some complexities in their relationships. And so when they get together around Thanksgiving, there's, there's more, um, deep and important things they want to talk about, but they feel like they can't. And so one of the ways that they can connect is over food. So, um, knowing this can help you navigate the underlying reasons why you have trouble giving up certain foods which would be maybe more along the lines of certain cravings, specific foods, and then just the general like emotional eating, which, which has more to do with the stress response. Um, and so those two two things are are present, both the, um, the the positive feelings that are kind of like specific food cravings, and then more of the the, the stressful negative feelings that are usually more associated with emotional eating and binge eating. So I really want to spend a long time on this first point that there's nothing wrong with you because I really want you to understand what's going on underneath it. Okay. So moving on to number two, which I've kind of already uh, talked about a little bit is that when you learn how to understand and work with your emotions and understand that there's nothing wrong with them and that they're good, then you can begin to heal. So seeking to understand yourself, your emotions rather than fix is the best gift that you can give. And, um, I have a soapbox about the way that we tend to work with our quote unquote addictive behaviors. Um, I, I really bothers me the way that we work with addiction, you know, all, all forms of addiction, whether it's, you know, um, eating or drugs or alcohol or sex, or even things like shopping. I mean, there's all these addictive behaviors that we, we all have. And what we tend to do is try to manage them and we try to stuff them down. We try to rationalize our way out of them. 
Um, and it's, it's really sad because those things are there to speak of a deeper underlying need that is good, that is important. But what tends to happen is that we use shame and shame is the root of all addictive behavior. Um, and, and what's so interesting is that we fight our, our addictive behavior with shame but shame's the root of it, and then we wonder why it's not working. So this is what this is what dieting essentially does. Though though I know that those who espouse dieting are not necessarily trying to create that outcome, but that old mindset of shaming ourselves into a better performance will never work, because at a deep level, our emotions and our bodies are longing for the type of unconditional love and compassion and a deep understanding of ourselves. Um, no amount of trying to um, shame yourself into proper behavior will ever work because it's not meant to. So um, learning how to work with your emotions is number two, and that is um, really important, especially if you're a woman, um, because I find that people who deal with emotional eating, food cravings, unhealthy relationship with food are often deeply sensitive um, compassionate, nuanced, just beautifully um, complex people. Um, they usually have a ton to offer the world. They have so much um, passion and it, they just don't know how, where to put it. And so it comes out maybe in a destructive way instead of owning their beauty and their power and their, um, and their deep emotion that can be a fuel for whatever it is they want to do in their life. So that's so important. Learning how to work with your emotions. Okay. That's number two. Number three, huge one, understanding that every hunger that you have, every craving that you have, um, all of it layers down to something really good in you. And it's all layering down to an underlying need. So what your hunger is saying to you is that there is a need that's not being met, whether that's a physical need, like your body's saying, Hey, I'm not getting enough nutrients. I'm not giving enough rest. I'm not getting enough movement or sunlight, something that's actually a legitimate underlying need, or I'm not getting an emotional need met. So there's emotional needs like a huge one is, and and people who deal with uh, losing weight deal with this one a ton. It's the desire and the need, the underlying need to feel safe. Because if your body and your emotions do not feel safe, the weight will just kind of um, hang on, become kind of a holding pattern. Because you must feel safe in order to um, to lose the weight, to really heal. Your body has to feel safe. So it's it's an underlying need that's good. And that's what I really want you to understand is that it's every hunger, every craving, all this emotional need, it's all, it's all layering down to this underlying need that's good. Um, and just like I mentioned above, um, in the, the first one about, you know, cravings are, are this desire to connect or emotional eating is a desire to, um, a, again, to feel safe, to feel satisfied, to feel, um, uh, peaceful. Um, so it's, it's really important to know that all of this is layering down to something really good in you and the desire to feel safe, to feel good, to feel peaceful. It's all super important. Okay. You can tell how passionate I feel about that. Okay. Number four is, um, is one that, um, I, I feel like is, is crucial, especially with trying to move forward. 
Um, and uh, this is one of the things that I dealt with for a long time. I basically was kind of in a holding pattern in my life, uh, waiting until I you know, lost the weight or overcame my emotional eating issue until um, I could to, to actually engage in life and move forward. And what I discovered was this powerful principle which I'm going to call this principle number four, which is weight, W-A-I-T equals weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. When we wait to live until we, quote unquote, get over our issue, or until we lose the weight, or until we become something, um, we essentially set ourselves up for a downhill spiral of, of like, we'll actually continue to um, perpetuate the thing that we're trying to get rid of. Because what our whole, our, our inner being is asking us to do is to realize that we are already at a deep level worthy of love. We are already valuable. And so it's calling for us to go ahead and engage in our lives, engage in what lights us up, engage in our passion, in our calling, in loving and taking care of ourselves, and start from the place of worthiness rather than from a place of, I'm not enough yet. I can't really be who I am until I lose the weight, until I look better, until I uh, I reach a standard that honestly we will never reach if we live in that mindset. Because what I, I believe to be true, at least, and I found is a, is a way out of these destructive cycles is to tune into what's already true about my identity. And that is all of those things I just mentioned. Worthy, that I'm already worthy of love, that I'm already valuable. It's all in there. It's just really, honestly, me kind of releasing all the blockages to that and letting that shine out. And so um, there are some practical things that really help this process go so much faster and easier. And so those are the three things that I want to mention to you. And the first thing that helped me a ton in this journey, um, that goes along with learning how to work with emotions was learning EFT tapping. And the reason that it's so powerful is I'm going to refer to the, the first, um, my, my key number one here, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, key number two, learning how to work with your emotions. One of the things that really helped me do that was learning EFT tapping. And EFT tapping stands for emotional freedom technique. And it it's a, a, a very simple yet powerful technique to work with the limbic system, which is the emotional center of your brain that decides um, what stress hormones to you know, throw into your body whenever a particular situation arises and you feel that stress rise up, whether it's like a, a really sh- like crazy stress or just a low cr- low grade chronic stress. Doesn't matter which one it is, the limbic system is in charge of that. And EFT tapping is like a phone line to the limbic system to tell it, "Hey, we don't really need that stress." And and here's the thing, when when you aren't having a stress response, you'll find that emotional eating just goes away on its own because it it's the stress that drives the emotional eating. So you can get that one key that the stress is is associating to the food, and the food is like kind of um, almost like the the managing system trying to calm down this stress response. So EFT tapping helped me tremendously, and I found some neat tools and techniques that um, really help rewire your brain away from helping you understand the food's not actually going to fix it. 
um, it, it's actually something deeper that I'm really needing and really helping my subconscious mind get on board with what that is. And, um, it, man, it's just really helped me, help set me free. So that's number one. Number two is emotion code. My sister Laura is an amazing practitioner of emotion code and it can just really help uh, clear away the emotions that really literally get lodged in different parts of our bodies. And it, um, it has a, a very simple process to, to really pull those those trapped emotions out of our bodies and really clear some of that stuff. So it just makes um, processing life, especially if you've been not able to process emotions for a long time, it makes that so much um, easier and just um, freer. So it, it feels really good. Every time I have a really good clearing session from Laura, um, I, I can totally tell the difference. So emotion um, code is the second thing that I would highly recommend if you are dealing with emotional eating food cra- cravings. This is one thing that will really help you. Um, the third thing is learning how to really nourish and satisfy your body um, rather than starve your body. Because most people who are emotional eaters um, or have an unhealthy relationship with food, the only place they know to go is to dieting. Um, it's either dieting or it's the other way, which is basically, uh, let me just give up because I don't know what else to do. And that is a perfectly, both of those things are perfectly, um, understandable given the culture that we live in. Like, oh, if you're overweight, go on a diet. Or if you're dealing with emotional eating, just, um, try to, you know, set the intention in the morning to not do that. And, and, um, and, you know, I know that there's more to it than that. Um, and, and there's more help out there than there used to be, but for a lot of people, they just feel so stuck in this problem. I did for so many years. So learning how to actually get to the underlying nutritional needs and the emotional needs, like what is it that my life is missing that food is filling for me? Asking some of those questions can really help, um, set you up for success and actual healing, not just managing the, the, the weight or the, the emotional eating as it comes up. Um, and so the tools to do that, uh, there's two things that I want to offer to you that, um, are my personal offerings that if they resonate with you, I would love to be able to share them with you. One is, um, the, the group, program called Love Hunger. And Love Hunger is, um, it's first of all a workshop, but then there's going to be a group program as well in the future. And uh, there's a workshop this weekend. So check out identitybasednutrition.com to find out more about this workshop. And what we're going to be doing is giving you more information about what's going on underneath the the emotional eating, food cravings, unhealthy relationship with food. And then we're actually going to do some EFT tapping um, around that so you can actually clear away some things and not just get a bunch of head knowledge, but actually experientially get to get to feel it. Now, I do want to say I understand that this can be a really like um, uh, charged thing for many people, but um, I, I get it and I've been there. And so I'm setting up this workshop in a way that I think will feel safe to you and um, you, you won't be put on the spot. And, um, so I know that's a lot of fears for some people is being in an actual workshop with others. And my goal and my intention is to really set up a very, very safe environment where you can participate as much as you want to, and you can just listen as much as you want to, but you have the opportunity to clear some of this stuff out if you want. So 
So it's a very safe environment. Um, so that's Love Hunger. There's an online program. There's an in-person program. Um, so keep an eye on my Facebook page, Identity Based Nutrition, and of course my website. And then the other thing I want to offer to you is, um, and this will kind of get your foot in the door as far as nourishing your body and learning about the underlying needs on a physical level, is that I uh, created a, an, a cookbook, which is called Tuning Fork. And Tuning Fork is um, a... It's unlike any cookbook that's out there, as, as far as I'm aware, because um, what it basically does is it works with the five underlying needs um, that we have at a deep level and how they relate to food. So the five needs are, um, it's a need for energy, nourishment, satisfaction, comfort, and sweetness. And those are the five underlying needs that we have when we need food. So we need it on a physical level, but we also need it on an emotional level. And so, um, what the, the way the cookbook is set up is that you really just kind of tune into your body. That's why it's called tuning fork. You tune into your body and ask, okay, I'm, I'm hungry for something. What is my underlying need? And as it relates to food, like let's say your underlying need is for energy, you'll, you'll jump to the energy section and, and you'll see the, the foods that will actually legitimately give you the energy. And then there's some recipes that you can use. And they're simple recipes. They're not gourmet. They're like practical recipes that you really can use in your life. And then, um, and then there's also a little bit, I touch on the emotional side of things, but just a little bit, but really, if you want to get to the, the really good stuff with the emotional side of things, you'll want to join love hunger. So there's tuning fork, there's love hunger. And, um, I just want to, um, make those offerings available to you. So, um, I'm going to wrap this up and, um, just say that, um, I, it would be my honor to be able to help you in whatever way that I can. Having gone through this and really felt this um, issue so deeply, it is so important to me to help you come out of that dark tunnel of shame and self-loathing and um, self-criticism and condemnation for your body and for your being and really come out into the light of... um, connection with who you really are and your beauty and your truth and the life that you're meant to live. And I could go on and on, but I, uh, I hope to, that this has been helpful for you and um, there'll be more coming soon and uh, feel free to reach out if you need more support.